My name is Jeff Bishop, and I live in Kirkland, Washington, with my wife, Carrie, and my son, David. We've done a lot in this organization, and our future is very bright. However, we have a number of significant challenges that we're going to need to undertake in this organization to achieve our three to five year strategic plan. Partnering together, we can greatly achieve success for everyone. I would appreciate your vote at this year's annual convention. Thank you. In preparation for the American Council of the Blind, ACB launched the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network will launch a new Alexa skill called ACB Media on June 27th that will replace the previous ACB Alexa skills. To access the new skill from your Alexa-enabled device, first enable the skill by saying Alexa, enable ACB Media, and launch the skill by saying Alexa, open ACB Media. Stay tuned as we continue to prepare for the launch of this year's annual convention. Listen to the convention information stream on ACB10. For the full list of stream names, please visit https colon slash slash www.acbmedia.org slash home slash streams. listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the ACB Advocacy Update. I am one of your hosts, Clark Rockfall, the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. Hi, I am Swatha. I'm your other, your other, your other host today. Um, the ACB's Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. So, hello. Hello, indeed. Well, this is another uh, live podcast video that will turn to audio, and we are previewing the tracks of content and programming for ACB's second virtual conference and convention, uh, this being our 60th anniversary for ACB. Woo. <laughs> So today, well, it's a birthday. You got to show more enthusiasm than that. It's a big six zero. <laughs> Woo! There you go. I like it. I like it. So, if folks, if, if you would like to join us at this year's conference and convention and be part of the conversation, uh, please give the national office a call at two zero two four six seven five zero eight one, or visit us online at ACB Convention. Dot org. Again, that's acbconvention.org. Registration is still open. And of course, our conference is Friday, July 16th through Friday, July 23rd. Uh, we thought we did it up last year for a virtual conference and convention. This year, bigger and better than the years before. And we've already highlighted the audio description uh, project ADP track of convention programming. We talked with Sheila Styron and Becky Davidson about the transportation track of programming. And Swatha, I'm missing one. What did, what did we do last week? Diversity and inclu- equity inclusion track with uh, Peggy and Gabe. That's right. Peggy Garrett, a chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, and Gabriel Lo- Lopez Cafati, 
the president of Blind Pride International, BPI. Um, as always, thank you to ACB of Minnesota for underwriting the advocacy update. And thank you to all of our other uh, generous sponsors who help make the convention a possibility. All right, Swatha, what do we have in store today? So today we've got the technology track. Um, so our guest today is Jeff Bishop, who is the chair of the Information Access Committee of ACB. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Jeff, that is one of your many titles with ACB. Would you share a little bit of the, the work you do with ACB and the, the various roles that you have? Sure. I, I'm a uh, board member of the organization, so I serve on the national board. I, I work with uh, our hugely talented and just wonderfully great ACB uh, media network team of uh, volunteers and staff that uh, work really hard to bring lots of great content to everyone uh, within in, in the inside the organization and out. So, uh, and lots of other activities as well. I serve on lots of, of uh, steering committees and just keep really, really busy. So it's fun. And Jeff, you, you've helped immensely with the uh, just technology transformation that ACB has undergone. Um, as, as you mentioned, you work with the very talented team of ACB Radio. We are streaming live on ACB Radio right now. So a big just shout out to everyone who is listening or listen to the audio of this presentation later in the week. And as I mentioned, this is our second virtual conference in convention. How is ACB able to do this? You know, it, it really takes a village. And I know that's a, it's a common term that people often quote, and it's truly uh, the case here. We have, uh, there's no I in team, and, and it, it takes some really dedicated people, both uh, Debbie Hazelton and uh, Rick Morin, and then dozens and dozens of volunteers that are going to be helping us lead the charge this year from streamers to um, people doing audio editing to get podcast content up for you, as well as people maintaining websites and uh, you know, sending out lots of email communication, managing the, the convention help desk, and so much more. It, it, it's amazing to see how so many people work together uh, to be able to bring this large event to all of you. It's, it's really, really fun. And it's a lot of hard work. And so we're, we're happy when it starts because it's great that it's uh, going to be happening. And we're really, really happy when it ends because we can see the great success that we, that we had last year. And we believe strongly that we're going to mimic that and exceed it again this year. We've got some really exciting innovations for this convention this year that we're really proud of. Um, and so there's just lots of really great things happening. That's awesome. I, I think back to February of 2020, where the ACB board meeting was streamed over ACB radio live for the first time. And then, of course, yeah. last year's virtual conference and convention, uh, building up through the, the community events, our focus on video, what we did with concurrent sessions at the DC Leadership Conference in February of this year. And now here we are back again for yes. our second conference and convention in their virtual environment. There's two, there's two really neat things for this year though, that are, that are really key. 
Uh, we worked really hard in listening last year around the areas where people struggled to participate in the convention. And one of the things that we heard was that the old website that that uh, brought the convention to everybody, the ACB radio website, was really difficult to use and, and hard to really um, work with from just new people interacting with it. So starting July 1st, the ACB Media Network will be launched, and uh, we'll have more to say about that in press releases. But we are having people test it right now, and it's a, it's a much simpler design, uh, very, very modern looking, very clean, very uh, slick, and uh, allowing people to get at the content they need when they need it very quickly, efficiently, and really creates a great user experience for everyone Everything from podcast to videos to live audio streams and so much more is up there. So it's it's really, really great. And then we also have new A-Lady skills uh, <laughs> for the convention. Can't say her name. Right. She's always listening. Right over, yeah, she's right over here, right next to me. So we don't want that to go off. So we have a new uh, A-Lady skill that's uh, going to be launching on the 27th. And that's exciting as well for uh, convention attendees. It's amazing how many people listen on these devices when we go out go out and look at our stats for all of this it, it really is incredible to see the number of people that are utilizing that technology to listen to us so it's really great keep it up everybody i, I love it meeting people where they are whether they want to be yep. an active member of the conversation in the zoom room or if they want to listen on a smart speaker through the soon to launch ACB Media Network website mm -hmm. and the ACB Link smartphone app, right, Jeff? That's right. And that's been updated as well. So all 10 streams are available inside of ACB Link. There'll be more updates to ACB Link uh, coming out next week in preparation for convention. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. No need to update your app. It's okay. It, you'll just automatically get uh, this new content pushed to your device when it, when it releases. So uh, the streams and all of that are already done. Uh, the home page or the home tab of that app will also transform into uh, providing a lot of great communication around the convention as well. So stay tuned for that. Automagically. Yep. All right. Well, let's jump into, you know, we just talked about all the ways that folks can join and join us in the conversation and listen to the content. But Swatha, mm -hmm. let's find out what some of that content is. Yeah, let's go. So, Jeff, tell us more about the convention lineup for the Tech Trek. Yeah, sure. well, it, it all starts on Friday, where Microsoft is going to be presenting three sessions. Uh, we first start with, and uh, someone keep me on track because someone else is watching the the list, so that I can stay on video here. But we got three sessions. One will be on uh, Soundscape, and then there will be a uh, Microsoft accessibility update where they'll talk about the the five-year plan and, and all things related to accessibility at Microsoft. And then myself and uh, my team from the Windows Empower or Windows Accessibility team will join all of you and talk to you all about what's happening in the work that we've been doing. For those that don't know, I'm a program manager and I work at Microsoft and we've been really busy working on some really great and exciting things that we want to share with all of you at conventions. So we'll, we'll have a lot to talk with you about there. Uh, then the Information Access uh, Committee is doing two events this year. On Saturday, we're doing our traditional 411 event. We're going to be uh, bringing uh, Humanware and APH together to talk a little bit about note takers versus uh, mainstream technology and what is the right device for you. 
So we're going to have a really open and frank discussion about, you know, is a is just a Braille display connected to a mainstream device like an iPhone or an iPad the right strategic way to be utilizing your technology? Or is the traditional Braille note taker the way to go? And we're going to talk about pros and cons. And we've got a great panel that serves on the Information Access Committee that's going to help chip in in that conversation. And that's going to be our first session. It's about a 90-minute session. We'll cover a few little tidbits before we start with that. So it'll probably be more like a, an hour and 10 minute to an hour type presentation. And then in the, uh, we'll take a little bit of a break. And then in the second part of 411, we're going to bring people together to talk all about remote work as well as remote rehabilitation and training. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about LIDAR and uh, how that technology can be used on your, on your iPhone and so much more. So that's, that's Saturday. So good two and a half to three hours of, of great content from the Information Access Committee. And then the one that I'm really excited about is on Wednesday, our primetime event, where we're going to talk all about managing your financial resources. And we've got some really, really great things here talking about first your, your credit report. And then we're going to have a, a, a really great honor to hear from Kelly Ford, who works uh, at Microsoft, but he's going to be coming to us to talk a little bit about some really neat technology inside of Excel to allow you to to manage stocks and and actually manage your your uh, your finances through the use of technology. So he's got some really great things to share uh, in in this space. So it's going to be really exciting to hear all about that. There's been some recent technology improvements inside of Excel that are going to bring some, some really neat things. And, and then one of the things that we rely on within our organization where we're doing a lot of planning and, and a lot of work, um, Rick Morin is actually really good at this, is our, our pivot tables. And um, Kelly's going to talk to us about that and how that technology can help people actually uh, really get a handle around their finances. Judy's going to talk to us about uh, managing uh, deposits and using your, your iPhone to be able to do that in an accessible way. Uh, Judy's written a number of technology-related books. In fact, she just came out with one talking about audio description and ways that you can listen to audio description uh, on multiple services. That book just released by National Braille Press. So go up there at nbp.org and get that. But she'll be joining us to talk all about that. And then if time permits, of course, we'll take your questions and answers and, and, and uh, sort of wrap up some things with some additional tidbits and technology. It's always a fun-filled night where we also take your questions from the audience uh, via email. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's going to be loads of fun. And then, then, of course, we've got lots of presenters. Uh, BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialist, is going to be presenting. Uh, Humanware, uh, VFO, uh, who, who else am I missing? Uh, Amazon, lots and lots of technology. There's some uh, content that we're going to be talking about at convention around accessible gaming. This is really exploding and, and becoming a, a really strong emphasis in multiple companies. And so you're going to want to come and find out what tools and what technology are people using to be able to uh, play games just like everybody else uh, on consoles and you know all kinds of things like that. So uh, take a look at the convention program. It, it's available. Uh, for your uh, review now, and you can actually uh, really find out all the things that are happening in the technology track. It's very, very exciting, and um, 
I think we've had more technology this year than we've had in a really long time. Looks to be a, a fun-filled, fun-filled time. I, I think so, Jeff. And there's a, a lot of overlap between yep. the technology track as well as the health and wellness and transportation mm-hmm. and, of course, audio description tracks as well. You know, I wanted to mention that, too, that, that I'm involved in the health and wellness track as well. And the ACBDA uh, affiliate is, uh, is, is doing some really special things there. So we won't go into all that detail. We'll probably have a chance to talk about that later. Would love to be able to be there when we have that discussion because I think there's some some really innovative things happening in that space that we've not done as an organization before that that truly I think could be life changing and life saving. So there's some pretty exciting things happening there too. Yeah, and Jeff, you mentioned a lot of them the the vendors and sponsors who will be participating at this year's convention, whether it's Vispero. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, this little company, Microsoft, Amazon, Humanware, as well as our other affiliates and committees like uh, the Information Access Committee and the the session that you all are hosting in the 411 on remote rehabilitation is being, I believe, co-hosted by the Rehab Issues Task Force. That's right. That's right. Doug Powell and gang will be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in addition, the BPI and the Blind Pride International which we spoke about earlier, as well as the oh, gee, CCLVI, um, Council of Citizens, Low Vision. Low Vision. Yep. Are hosting technology-related sessions as well. I'm just yeah. curious, since you are chair of the Information Access Committee and obviously steeped in technology for you know, enjoyment, career, passion, you name it, what trends are you noticing in technology, especially over the, the past year throughout the pandemic and where we are now? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a great time to being utilize technology and, and have the opportunity to be able to work from home. It's, it's something that people with disabilities have been wanting for a really, really long time. And, you know, you talk to a lot of people in, in this space and they're like, wow, I, I don't want to go back. And for, for lots of reasons, I mean, we could really dive deep, deep into this topic, but I think that there has been a, a much stronger emphasis around accessibility and inclusion because the, the things that we do that relate to accessibility really also impact people who do not have a disability. Uh, you know, for example, sometimes uh, when, when I'm in meetings, there will, be, there will be people who, because of their bandwidth or because they're in their car or because they're outside walking or whatever they're doing, are not watching a screen. So people have to start using different types of language to be inclusive and make sure that everyone is involved in a meeting, right? So they're having to think outside the box about, well, how do I make sure that everyone is included, which they should be doing anyway. But it's really enforcing that. Um, There's been lots of improvements around accessibility uh, across the industry to help innovate in in this area of working from home. And I, I think it's just going to get stronger and stronger. There's, there's just lots of innovation happening here. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's coming out of the cloud and, and improving accessibility that way is, is really uh, helping this, whether it be Microsoft Teams or you know, Office or whatever, whatever the tools that you're u- utilizing when you're working from home, um, the emphasis on making sure that they're uh, meeting the needs of absolutely everyone is key and crucial. And it's it's continues to happen, and it's happening in entertainment too. Look at all of the audio description content that's now available 
literally thousands and thousands of additional hours of content. Uh, a, a lot of the platforms are starting to build in accessibility. We will learn a lot about that during the convention uh, around entertainment, like gaming and things like that. And I just think that the future is really, really bright as we utilize tools, technologies, um, speech, and uh, artificial intelligence, and just lots of really great tools that are available. Uh, I, th I think the future is bright for accessibility, and uh, it's it's really, really great to see how this is all happening. It will be fascinating to see what happens over the next year when we all return uh, back to the office. It's going to be very, very interesting. And Jeff, I'd like to go back to the the IAC uh, 411 yeah. programming. So the, mm -hmm. the initial session on the you know, what's going on in mainstream tech as well as assist, assistive technology and what's right for you um, without, you know, giving away the entire session, right? Um, but what if, how to phrase it? So in my experience, I would say that I'm noticing a narrowing of the gap per se of what mainstream technology can do out of the box versus needing to have a separate standalone device, yeah. right? Yeah. Is, would you say that that's a trend that you've noticed as well? And then if that's the case, is assistive technology still necessary? Well, it's absolutely still necessary because you need the tools to be able to integrate. But the real question is, what is the best device for a specific individual? And I don't know if I want to give all the cards away here, but it's a very personal decision. And so the goal of this session is to really talk about it from that standpoint of what are, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? What are your expectations from your device? What do you want out of, out of the user experience that you're shooting for? Um, for me personally, um, I find that a mainstream device with a Braille display that might bring some smart features embedded in it as well is the sweet spot. For other people, though, a note taker that really kind of has everything all tightly integrated uh, may truly be the best choice for someone else. And this is what we're going to explore to find out exactly what are the right choices for individuals and how should people be looking at that uh, when they're trying to decide, do I want a note taker, you know, everything built in, you know, sort of a, a turnkey solution versus a braille display that may have some smart features or may not connecting it to a either a computer, an iPhone, an iPad, an Android device, whatever the case may be, what is that right choice? And that's what we're going to explore. So we're going to bring, bring two industry uh, uh, leaders in to talk to, it, to us about it. And we're also going to um, open it up to our panel to let them give their feedback around this topic and then answer your questions as well. So I think it's going to be a lively discussion. There are people that have very strong opinions on this on both sides of, the, uh, of this issue. And so we just want to explore it. We haven't done this in a while uh, as part of IAC. So we wanted to bring it back and at least, uh, you know, see what that, see what that looks like. And I think also you have to look at things like the, the National Library Service e-reader program. How is that going to play a role in the use of technology, especially with the fact that they're going to be rolling these uh, displays out for people for free, you know, in the future. And what is that going to look like and how will that change the landscape of, people utilizing technology and, and will that shift things that um, we're going to you know, see in the near term or even the longer term. So it's exciting. I think it's going to be a fun discussion.
I think so. And then the, the next session on uh, remote rehabilitative services. So a quick question to Swatha, when you received orient, orientation and mobility training or uh, you know, instruction from a, a vision instructor or teacher, was that done in person? Yes, that was. So that's how you learned how to travel with a cane. And uh, if you choose to use a, a guide dog, that's how the guide dog instruction would have been taught as well. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember last year at the convention, Jeff, on one of the last days that uh, Microsoft Soundscape did a session on how they were already exploring with uh, using Soundscape for yeah. remote orientation and mobility yeah. training. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, you know, uh, I'm sure that topic will come up again. So and it's going to be a fun session to be a part of. Yeah. And then, so Soundscape uh, gives audible feedback, three, uses 3D audio to create um, a, a mental map based mm-hmm. off of hearing, not vision. And now there's the ability within Soundscape to drop a pin and share that pin so that somebody else can navigate to it. Uh, Jeff, one of our committee members, Sheila Styron from Transportation, just the other day was asking, is there a way to do that with a, not a fixed location, but a moving target? And one of the things I immediately went to was like a a Bluetooth tracker, whether that's a tile or an Apple. Oh, yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. So as we go forward here, do you think, uh, you know, remote assistive uh, excuse me, uh, remote rehab training. Is that something that's here to stay or once it's safe to do so, do you think we'll go back to all in person? Wow. I, I think, I think this will end up probably being somewhat of a hybrid type situation because I, I still think personally, I'm not a professional in this space, but I, I've utilized services like this in the past. And as someone who has been blind my entire life, I will say that I think that there is no replacement for hands-on, in-person uh, mobility training. I think there's some mm-hmm. of that that's, that's absolutely critical. Now, does remote uh, type of training play a role and play a part? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see where we innovate in this space, how we innovate, how that, how that will work exactly. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting. And I think you bring up some questions that are, are, are really key and crucial to, uh, to talk about. Um, Everyone should go to the Soundscape session and ask some of these questions, especially this tile one. I think that would be really interesting. You know, for example, you're out with someone and, and maybe it's a large group and someone's leading the path uh, as you're all navigating to an event. Uh, it would be interesting to see if Soundscape could track that person. That would be a fascinating thing. So, so this yeah. sounds like something to test out in Omaha next year. There you go. Yeah. Someone asked that question of that team. I, I don't know the answer to that, but man, that, that <laughs> seems like a great innovative thing. So that's right. Great question. Thank you. So, and Swatha, what else is going on at the convention? What else do you have questions about? So lots of events on the Dick technology track program discuss, discuss social, social media and um, content creation. And I, um, just wanted your your thoughts on what do you what trend, trend, trends you see in that space and what trends you see and um like your kind of view of the trends or view of what's happening in social media. You know, this is really interesting. Uh, I, no one ever would have thought this would have been a thing this year, but this whole thing around audio based chat 
uh, Clubhouse sort of started this off and now you've got Facebook and you've got Spotify and, you know, probably uh, Twitter uh, jumping into this space as well with Twitter spaces. Uh, I, I think this is a really, really big boom. And, and uh, the ACB has, has played a pivotal role in, in utilizing platforms such as Clubhouse. Uh, I know that I believe it's BPI, if someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they're doing a session talking about some of these services uh, and and how best to utilize them. Uh, I know that uh, many affiliates have done extensive training only because I've tra- done the training, <laughs> uh, literally hours and hours of training on these types of uh, social platforms. Uh, I, I think in, in some way, shape or form, they're here to stay. What they'll look like in a year or two years from now, I, I, I don't know. But uh, it, it, it truly is a way of engaging um, like we've never engaged in the past and, and really providing uh, human interaction experiences through an audio-based uh, chat environment where you really do have to interact with your voice, not so much at, w- with video, uh, to be able to, to really get your message across. And, it, and it's really connecting people together. And I, and I don't see that changing. I see it evolving over time and, and they'll learn to figure out how to best utilize this from a platform and technology standpoint. We're already doing this uh, with meetings with things like Microsoft Teams and, and Zoom and, and, and other based technologies such as this. So uh, a lot of that is also video based as well. But I think that this type of technology, whether it be at the enterprise or at the consumer level with things like Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces and, and even Facebook and Spotify, uh, they're here to stay. Uh, and, you know, we're utilizing technology more and more for our uh, conventions, uh, the ones that are, that are turning into hybrid conventions where we have, you know, a virtual component as well as an in-person component. So email and websites and technology is, is playing an ever more increasing role in making sure that we all can stay connected. However, it's also important to point out, though, that we need to make sure that there are people within our organization and people that are not part of our organization who are not utilizing technology. And we need to make sure that we stay connected with them as well. So that's an important principle. We need to make sure we don't uh, lose sight of them as well. And make sure that we keep them involved and, and fully engaged. We want everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. Kind of going off the whole thing with the audio and having having more having more of an audio presence with versus like video versus like um pictures. Um it seems that a lot of people can can tour, create their own content now and um can become creators and can host their own podcasts and, and videos and TikTok TikTok videos and all that. So um Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how many blind people have gotten involved in TikTok. It's not something that I'm really interested in, but there are, there, I mean, lots and lots of blind people using TikTok. Um, it, it's, it's not for me. I think it's more of the next generation crowd that really, really enjoys that. And that's fine. Uh, but uh, I, it just fascinates me. It's great. It's awesome. Use it. Love it. Yeah, I love that too. Um, so what advice would you like since... Um, yeah, what advice would you, would you give to someone someone wants to to uh, to create their own podcast or create their own videos or kind of create themselves? Like, we advice to give them? Well, you know, we've got great sessions at the at the uh, convention this year on all of these topics about uh, how to start a podcast, 
That's an interesting one. I didn't expect that to be at the convention this year. So that's exciting. Uh, we have stuff, uh, as we talked about, around um, these social platforms, around you know things like Clubhouse and others, uh, where we're going to be discussing this. Lots and lots of great things here. Um, I think the biggest thing that you can get out of the convention too is networking and asking lots of questions, finding out who the experts are, so that after convention, you can go back to these people and go, hey, you know, I heard you at this session. How can I learn more? How can I learn more to do these you know, types of things? Um, we're, as part of the ACB Media Network, we, we provide free podcasts or podcast hosting for each of the affiliates. So uh, I know that a number of affiliates have taken us up on this, and I'm sure there's going to be, going to be more to come. So it will be exciting to see how, how that all plays into all of this as well. So lots of great content there. And again, lots of great networking. It's all about, you know, learning from the people who are doing the work so that you can actually participate in whatever part that you would like to do and and to, and to learn what parts of, of communication you want to utilize to be able to further your mission or for, further the, the, the things that you want to do personally or within your organizations and affiliates. So it's fun stuff. And before Swatha's next question, uh, Jeff, you, you were correct. It is BPI that's holding the session on Clubhouse, TikTok, and WhatsApp. So a great yeah. place to ask your social media questions. And that is on Sunday, July 18th. And then Podcasting for Beginners is Who's on- Who's doing that? What's that? Who's doing that one? I, you know, I don't know. I don't see- um, the, yeah, I, I tried to find that out. I couldn't see it. So I have yeah. to ask Janet. Yeah. Uh, more reason to visit at acbconvention.org and check. Absolutely. The, That's right. Go find out schedule. who it is. Uh, because that is on Tuesday, July 20th. Yep. And then Content Creators Cafe is also on Tuesday, July 20th. So yeah. So blogging and, and WordPress sites and all that kind of stuff. I think that's what we're going to be talking about there. So that's good. And between those sessions, I mean, great places to ask uh, your social media questions, whether they're content re- related, blogging related, uh, as well as podcasting. I know we've got uh, some of our IAC members, Carl Richardson and Brian Charlson have started yep. the Picture This podcast on audio Absolutely. description within the past mm-hmm. year. Yep. So I'm sure that that'll be a great conversation as well. And then in this same theme, um, there is another session on how to create a successful virtual conference. And I, I know that's probably geared more towards our affiliates, but hey, I, I'm sure there's something we can all learn there and put into practice, whether yeah. in our personal lives or at work in our employment. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Swatha? So video games. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of thought that they are not accessible for blind and severely vision vision impaired people um so yeah but there are events at at the convention talking about accessibility in the the video in the video game space so um yeah what they talk about what's out there for us like what they they could talk about yeah, there's a few sessions on this and and um i'm actually very interested in this this is an area that i have not personally spent a lot of time uh i'm not necessarily a gamer myself at least those types of games anyway so i'm going to be doing some learning in this space as well i know that there has been uh quite a bit of work across multiple uh console types uh, in the area of accessibility and so it'll be interesting to see 
uh, how all of this uh, comes together. So I'm actually interested in, in attending some of these events as well. So this will be a fun one to to, to watch. There, this is a, a very fast moving area. It, there's things changing in this space all the time. So it will be fun to see you know what's what's happening here. I know Microsoft, for example, has been talking about Xbox accessibility quite a bit, and uh, I I would not be surprised if that topic comes up, you know, during those uh, during those sessions. So that'd be fun. Uh, Jeff, these sessions are the the Cento Showdown team, S E N T O, and these sessions can be found on the schedule for Saturday, July seventeenth, and Thursday. July 22nd. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned the Microsoft Xbox team uh, because I used to be a very big video game player <laughs> un- until my vision deteriorated and it was no longer you know practical or feasible, right? I couldn't sure. do the things sure. I wanted to do or perform at the level that I that I had grown accustomed to, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, there were some games. Um, you know, available back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where you could either um, have a, a slow motion or rapid fire. You could change some of the visual characteristics or even having vibration in the controllers. Yes. Probably, probably weren't at that time intended as, you know, accessibility accommodations. Right. But were very useful in that regard. Yep. And yep. And now we're getting to a point where... Accessibility is not an afterthought or a pleasant byproduct no. of inclusivity in video games. And at, at the forefront, the vanguard of this movement is Microsoft and the Xbox team. Yeah, Narrator runs on the Xbox. So you can uh, launch Narrator on the Xbox and, and participate in the, you know, uh, manipulating the, the console using speech. And so I, I know uh, I know the... the uh, program manager that leads that team and and she's an absolutely wonderful lady and uh that there's there's some really neat things happening in that space um so it's going to be fun to see where where that all evolves so i'm excited about that and and i have to think that um accessibility games in this interactive space will bleed over to augmented reality and virtual reality uh, for other uses and other forms of technology, right? Well, yes. I mean, if you look, go back and you look at accessibility, and, and it it sort of has led the charge around technology all up, right? I mean, we we had audiobooks for decades prior to mainstream people utilizing audiobooks, and we had we had portable note takers and portable devices that were being utilized well before even people you know, that, that could see we're, we're doing that. So we're, we're constantly leading the charge here when it comes to uh, accessibility. You know, if you, if you build it to be inclusive for, of everyone, then everyone will use it. Uh, if you look at, look, look at all of our, our A devices and the, and the, 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 uh, the uh, Siri devices and Google play and all of that, right. Uh, all of that, we've had that type of technology being utilized with accessibility in mind for decades, and now it's becoming mainstream. And I expect that to be the same. In fact, it's probably going to increase, and especially with a lot of the work that's that's moving, you know, 
into cloud and, and, and really starting to use a lot of our uh, AI and, and smart things uh, that way, uh, I think the future is really, really bright. I, I'm excited to see where the next you know, 10 years or so is going to take us. It's, it's really fun. Buckle and, in, everybody. <laughs> well, you heard it from Jeff here first. Um, other first, Jeff, I know this is a Wednesday afternoon on the East Coast. And Microsoft's got a, a big announcement coming tomorrow, Thursday. But is there anything that you you would like to break early here on the Advocacy Update podcast? Or do we all have to wait until tomorrow? I would just really encourage everyone to participate in our event tomorrow. Uh, what's coming next in Windows at 11 o'clock, microsoft.com slash Windows, if you want to find out more about that. And then uh, I'm sure that you'll have lots of questions after that. But uh, uh, we're, we're excited at Microsoft about our announcement tomorrow. And I, I think it's going to be fun to be able to tell the world all about uh, the work we've been doing. It's, uh, it's really, really great. All right, folks. I tried, but he's, he's tight-lipped here today. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. I guess we'll have to just tune in tomorrow. 11 o'clock tomorrow. It's going to be a fun time. I will say this. We are having a, uh, they, they set up a little uh, watch party for us tomorrow at work. And then uh, we're going to watch the event in our own homes and then come back together as a team. So that's going to be fun to do that. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. And um, yeah, no, I, I, it, it's exciting. We're, we're all, it, it's like, it, I teasingly told someone in a meeting this morning that it's Windows Eve. It's like Christmas Eve, but it's Windows Eve, you mm-hmm. see. So it's exciting times. It's, it's, uh, it's a fun week. It will be fun to uh, see how you know see what happens tomorrow, and that's eleven o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, Eastern time. Ooh, eleven Eastern tomorrow. Microsoft.windows.com. Microsoft.com/windows. Okay, Microsoft.com/windows. So folks will either have to tune in tomorrow or join one of the Microsoft sessions at the conference and convention. To- yep, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about uh, what we announced there too. Yeah. And Jeff, before we go here, I know we touched on it earlier, but let's just recap. So let's say folks have visited acbconvention.org. Uh, they, they have liked what they have seen. They have taken notes on the sessions they want to attend. Uh, they, they may attend those and participate in the conversation and ask questions through uh, registering and being active in the Zoom room. But again, what are some of the other ways for folks to uh, consume this year's virtual conference and convention? Well, they'll be able to utilize the ACB Media Network, and that will be found at acbmedia.org. So everyone can, the, the site is actually up now. So if you want to go and pl- have a play, go, go for it. It's, it's still changing a little bit over the next week or so. So uh, don't be surprised if you see some things transitioning a little bit. Uh, so you can listen on your A device with the ACB Media skill. That will be starting on the 27th of this month. The skill is actually live now, but uh, you know, uh, officially that will be kicking off on the 27th. Uh, all of the streams and video content will be accessible from the ACB Media website. You can also find it at acb.org slash live. Uh, lots of ways to interact with, with us. We'll have uh, eight to 10 podcast feeds for this year's convention for each of the tracks of the convention, as well as things for tours and for exhibits. And our general sessions will be podcasted. So that's really, really exciting. Lots of really great ways to connect. Uh, Stay tuned. There's going to be a calendar 
so you can subscribe to that calendar and keep track of events at the convention. The ACB Media website will have a what's coming up next a list of events, so you can check in there throughout the day, and the calendar will, will change based on what time it is for you. We'll show the, the next you know 10 or so events coming up on the schedule where you can uh, find out what's coming up. That will be up on the website. That's coming uh, by the end of next week. So stay tuned for that. And just lots and lots of great stuff. It's it's uh, it's fun uh, to to see all of this technology happening and all the work that we're doing to to actually make this uh, a magical and great experience for everyone. So everyone, come participate in the convention. Make sure to register. Registration is closing here pretty quick. So get your registration in. And uh, we want to see everybody at our convention participating, asking great questions providing great feedback and just having a great and awesome time. It's going to be a truly amazing event for absolutely everyone. So come and have a great time. And Jeff, you mentioned earlier, we want to make sure that like, um, like with social media platforms that we're not leaving uh, anyone behind. So right. there will be phone dialing options for this year's convention, uh, similar to last year as well. That's right. Absolutely. And lots of email communication as well. Janet and, and team will be sending out uh, lots of information that way as well. The newspaper uh, will be read by one of our Nero TTS voices at Microsoft this year, uh, which I think is going to be a truly delightful experience. It's going to help us get that content out to you quicker. So that's pretty exciting as well. So really fun and great, uh, great stuff happening. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, you'll be able to find the podcasts of the convention uh, under the ACB convention podcast feed. And if however you're listening to us on ACB radio, you'll be able to use that method to access the other streams and channels of ACB radio during the conference and convention as well. Right. The ACB Media Network website will have on the front page all of the convention feeds for podcasts if you want to subscribe that way. Uh, the podcasts are also fully searchable on that website. So if you want to uh, go back and look at older podcasts that are uh, a part of the ACB Media Network, then you can do that as well. So lots of ways of, of interacting with us, lots of ways of getting at content. Just tremendous. It's just fun, fun, fun. And I, I, I know last year, for example, I... Uh, we had an A-Lady in the office playing one channel. I had my, uh, my Surface Pro with Zoom in another breakout session. And then I had ACB Link on my phone with ACB Radio playing yeah. a third session. So whatever and, and you ACB wanted to listen Link. to, just bounce yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and ACB Link's been updated too. So all 10 streams are available in ACB Link. And further updates to ACB Link will be coming out next week. So stay tuned for that, all centered around convention and ways to connect. So stay tuned for that. Great. Swatha, any other questions for Jeff before we sign off here? No, I think that's it. But I excited mention. Very excited for this year's convention. Jeff, thank you so much for sharing the transportation track and for all the work that's been done on ACB Link, ACB Media, the website. And of course, the work of the ACB radio team. That's great. Yes, the, techno the technology track is uh, packed filled with great stuff this year. So I'm excited uh, that we're going to be able to bring that to everyone. And I'm just happy that we're partnering with lots of uh, special interest affiliates to be able to pull all of this together for everyone. It really takes um, 
everyone working together to be able to make magic happen during the convention. So go team. That's right. Go team. And folks, registration is still open through June 28th. So visit acbconvention.org, register for the convention, uh, peruse the sessions on all of the tracks, especially the technology track, and join us. Be a part of the conversation. Share, share your personal expertise and technology tips and tricks. Uh, you know, we, we can all learn from each other. Like Jeff said earlier, there is a lot of personal preference that goes into choosing the right device and what makes something the right device for you may play into helping somebody else with their decisions as well. Absolutely. And again, Jeff, thank you so much for your time here today. And Swatha will close it out the way we always do. Keep advocating. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org.